Hello, my name is Seth Sclair from University Hospitals in Cleveland, University Hospitals Cleveland Medical Center. Well, let me start again. Hello, my name is Seth Sclair from University Hospitals in Cleveland Medical Center, and I will be discussing prognosis and primary biliary cholangitis. I'd like to open our discussion um, by reviewing the natural history of primary, some of the original data on the natural history of primary biliary cholangitis, of course, prior to the introduction of treatment and therapy with ursodial. Um, PBC um, has, was, has, PBC was shown to have a mild disease presentation with approximately half of patients presenting with asymptomatic disease and those presenting with symptoms, the most common symptoms being fatigue and, and pruritus. One of the very challenging aspects to uh, primary biliary cholangitis is that it has a very variable and progressive disease course. Um, some of the original studies um, demonstrated this nicely, where over a third of patients would become symptomatic over periods of time. And as time goes on, um, this would be actually, this would encompass the majority of patients. However, we do know um, that uh, presenting with asymptomatic disease at the time of diagnosis is overall associated with better survival, with median survival and uh, with some shown in some of the initial studies uh, as long as, as high as 16 years. Um, some patients uh, will remain asymptomatic and have a very stable disease course. However, even in asymptomatic, in asymptomatic PBC, many patients uh, will become symptomatic over time and experience more progressive disease. And the median time to symptoms can be as short as two to four years. In contrast, patients who present with symptomatic disease at the time of diagnosis have diminished survival and worse prognosis, and that survival can be just with the onset of symptoms five to eight years, um, as demonstrated in some of these initial studies. With regards to the variable course of PBC, um, what's interesting is that patients who remain asymptomatic over time have a very similar um, prognosis um, to the general population without PBC. But even those who begin with asymptomatic primary biliary cholangitis and then develop symptoms over time, over, over several years, there's clearly a diminished survival in, the, in that patient group who, who progresses to symptoms and then progressive disease. Further, there I think other important clinical predictors of prognosis that were established years ago. And here I'd like to highlight um, two, fact, two clinical factors. First, um, the importance of fibrosis um, at the time of diagnosis. So when there was advanced and bridging fibrosis or even cirrhosis at the time of diagnosis, this um, first established 40 years ago in Dr. Boyer's New England Journal of Medicine, landmark New England Journal of Medicine study in 1983, that um, just the presence of bridging fibrosis and cirrhosis at the initial biopsy 
clearly uh, impacts long-term survival. Um, the other, another clinical predictor and a clinical aspect of the time of diagnosis is the bilirubin level. And this also remains very important today, um, where this study also showed that a bilirubin level greater than five milligrams per deciliter at the time of diagnosis was also associated with um, poor uh, long-term outcomes. So here I'd like to discuss disease progression in primary biliary cholangitis and what we've learned over time, even before the introduction of ursodiol as therapy. Um, first, I'd like to discuss histologic progression and then clinical progression. Studies, studies that have analyzed uh, serial biopsies over time in patients with primary biliary cholangitis have shown that the, mean, the median time to the development of extensive fibrosis, which is greater than fibrosis stage three or advanced bridging fibrosis could be as little as two years. Um, at four years, only a, a small proportion of patients, 29%, will remain in early stage, uh, early stages of PBC. Whereas many as 50% of patients who did not have fibrosis at, at, at the establishment of diagnosis or a baseline will develop cirrhosis. And therefore, the estimated histologic stage progression could be one stage of, of liver fibrosis uh, or hepatic fibrosis over one and a half years of follow-up. So regards to clinical progression, clinical disease progression, there are a few studies that have uh, informed on the risk of developing uh, hepatic decompensation. And by that, I mean ascites, hepatic encephalopathy, variceal bleeding, and hyperbilirubinemia. And the five-year risk of hepatic decompensation in some of these studies have ranged between 15 and 25%. And these are cohorts that comprised of 50% uh, cirrhotic patients at the entry of these uh, observational studies. Also, the development of esophageal varices and, and variceal bleeding is, is very important in, in, in the clinical progression of disease. Um, and studies have shown a 31% um, rate of developing esophageal varices over a five-year period of time. And this was only in a this was in a, a group of patients where only about a quarter were cirrhotic at entry um, or at baseline. Um, of these observational studies. Um, and clearly, there's once there's the presence of in the development of esophageal varices, there's diminished survival. And that three-year survival rate has been established to be 59% once uh, varices have developed. Here, I'd like to discuss how um, ursodiol has had a tremendous impact um, in improving outcomes in primary biliary cholangitis and delaying um, disease progression, as we discussed in the prior part of this talk. Um, so ursodiol has clearly changed the course of PBC. Um, treatment um, with ursodiol improves bio biochemical indices. It delays histologic progression and improves survival without transplantation. 
Um, and this has been shown over and over again in many, um, in many clinical studies. For example, um, the, in this clinical trial, um, I highlight the, the risk of fibrosis progression per year. In patients treated uh, with osiracidil, the fibrosis progression was only 7% per year, whereas patients um, treated with placebo had a far greater risk of fibrosis progression on an annual basis at 34%. Uh, likewise, the risk of developing varices um, has changed significantly with the treatment of ursodile. Over a four-year period of time, the risk of developing varices in patients treated with ursodile is only 16%, where that risk at four years in, in patients treated with placebos as great as 58%. The data over and over again shows overall survival benefits um, with the treatment of with with treatment of PBC with ursodile. In as little as 48 months, you can see um, superior outcome, patient outcomes with patients treated with ursodile compared to patients treated with placebo. And here I just want to reiterate some of these points. Um, the effect of ursodile on mortality um, and on liver transplant risk is very impressive. The long-term use of ursodile reduces death and uh, the need for liver transplant. Um, and that risk reduction is close to 70%. Um, further, um, ursodile will normalize, the treatment with ursodile will normalize survival rates when given at early stages of PBC. Um, however, um, in patients with late stage and very advanced disease, survival remains reduced even um, despite treatment um, and despite treatment with ursodile. Next, I'd like to discuss some of the contemporary prognostic models that are that can be used in primary biliary cholangitis. First, um, I'd like to point out that bilirubin remains the best predictor of survival in all PBC prognostic models. Um, and this was established over 40 years ago in the landmark New England Journal of Medicine study. Uh, by Dr. Boyer and his group and remains the case today. Um, next, I'd like to introduce uh, the two contemporary uh, mathematic models, mathematical models that have been developed um, in PBC. Then that's the UK PBC risk score and the GLOBE score. So the UK PBC risk score was derived and validated from a, an international group of 3,000 patients. Um, it comprises of baseline albumin and platelet count, plus bilirubin, ALT, AST, alkaline phosphatase levels one year after initiation of treatment with URSO. And that's part of the power and usefulness of these scores is that um, it can provide uh, the, the, for example, the UK PBC risk score provides uh, very meaningful data just after one year of initiating therapy. And that calculator can be accessed through the UK PBC website. Um, 
The GLOBE score similarly um, was uh, is a mathematical model that was derived and validated from over 4,000 international patients. Um, and this index comprises the following variables, baseline age, bilirubin, alkaline phosphatase level, albumin, and platelet count, again, one year after initiating therapy um, with ursodiol. And it can be, and the calculator can be accessed on the global PBC website. Here I'd like to um, provide an illustration of how um, the GLOBE, just a, an example of how the GLOBE score um, can predict transplant-free survival just using a simple threshold. So um, you can see using a threshold of 0 0.3, the transplant-free survival um, and the long-term survival is, is quite diminished. Whereas a GLOBE score less than or equal to 0.3 has actually an excellent uh, medium and long-term survival rates. 